0: Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. I have another guest on the show for you today. A very, very special guest. I guess very close to my heart. I think I probably say that about every guest. And you know what? I'm not sorry about it. So today on the show, I'm speaking to amazing Ailey Clark. She's an illustrator. She is a university lecturer at the University of Hull. And she is someone that I worked with For a long time, actually, we started working together at the end of last summer in the very first round of my signature Stuck to Unstoppable program. And since then, she's come back for a second round. She's signed up for one-on-one coaching. And the change in Ailey since we first met that very first consultation call that we had back in August, I think it was, And listening to her talk now, it's like they are two totally different people. Honestly, it is my pleasure to have a job and a business where I literally get to see people transform into the biggest, boldest and bestest version of themselves. I know bestest isn't a word, but we're going with it. In this episode, Aileen and I talk about something that is coming up for me big time. And it's the idea of these social limitations and the boxes that society can put on us. She is a living, breathing example to us all. What is possible when we decide to not live up to the labels that society gives us and we choose to carve out a life, career and business for our own. So, she's going to be sharing what she's been able to create over the last few months. She's also going to be sharing her experience of Such Unstoppable and her biggest takeaways. So, here she is. Welcome to the show, Ailey Clark. Hello, Ailey. Ailey. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much pressure now.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you you went first with the slip up, but not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So everyone, Ailey and I have just been messing around with my podcasting software, software. lots of changes. And now, as soon as I press record, I feel like there's just so much pressure. (laughs) Ailey Clark, hello. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm good. (laughs) and uh, obviously I know who you are could you share with the audience who you
1: are and what you do yeah so my name's Ailey and basically I'm a freelance illustrator and designer so yeah I love to create illustrations for small businesses big businesses and occasionally do some like private work as well
0: amazing and do you just want to describe what your illustrations look like because I love this I have so many creatives on the show and if people don't know what your work is I feel like. It's good to just
1: add that context. This one I always find really tricky. Describing (laughs) my work. I'm such a visual person. But yeah, if I was going to describe my work, I'd probably say like it's really colourful and I do a lot of portrait work, which I absolutely love and I'm very obsessed with doing people's portraits. So that's obviously what you'll find a lot on my Instagram. But I just love sort of like nostalgic images. You know, I'm very much like a summary kind of person. So you get that kind of vibe, like those sort of colors. Occasionally, you know, like there's always like a bit more sort of context to my images, which if you go on my Instagram, it's Ailey Clark illustration. You'll sort of like find out a bit more about, you know, why it is maybe I've drawn that person. Usually they're sort of inspirational to me in some way or you know I might draw something which has a little bit more context you know I talk a lot about sort of disability and stuff as well because you know I actually live with a sort of disability as well so I sort of cover all those types of things but yeah I don't know if I've usually described it there I just kind of went (laughs) this is my work.
0: (laughs) No I love it because like portrait shows something that is something that you do a lot. And I love that you always have like a little story about like why you've done this portrait of this person and what particularly about them really inspires you. So you are an illustrator. You are also a lecturer Mm. as an illustrator, which is just so cool to say. (laughs) And you're also someone who identifies as having a disability. And I've learned so much about the world like through your eyes. Mm. Do you just want to share how creativity allowed you to explore the world and how, I suppose, your disability informed your pursuit of creativity from such a young age?
1: Yeah, so I've always been really creative. My mum was actually really creative and she used to do a lot of painting when she was younger. So when we were younger, we did loads of crafts all the time. And I sort of got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was eight. It ended up that I was very much like sat or or lying down for hours and hours on end. You know, if I wasn't going to school, you could find me literally sat on the sofa. So it really sort of became a thing of, yeah, doing crafts. I was always sat drawing and, you know, like mum would, if she could, you know, get me to sort of like clubs and stuff like that as well. But really, like I spent because I spent so much time sort of, I guess, by myself sitting, you know, we used to have like a, a little leaky conservatory on like the back of our house. And where we used to live, it had like um, just the most amazing forest. Like it's huge. And I know my trees, beech trees and you know like willows oh, and all kind of stuff like in the in the garden so i would lie down on this like long sofa um that we had in the conservatory and all i would look up was just sort of basically see you know like a british canopy of you know all these trees and all this light coming through and i became a really avid bird watcher which people laugh at because whenever I go out with people, I'm like, Oh look, there's blue tip. Um <laughs> <or> <laughs> like, I, don't know. Like that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but I became really sort of, you know, my granddad bought me a bird book, you know, so I could identify birds and stuff like that. And really I just became really, really obsessed with detail, the detail of things, because I was just sat there all the time with nothing but myself really for company. It was just like, you know, I became so, you know, obsessed with sort of like, you know, the light coming through the trees, uh, the bird song, I could feel like the heat on my skin, and it was so relaxing, the so sort of colours of the birds and the combinations of colours that you saw. And again, you know, I brought this into like when I went out as well, you know, I was very much, you know, sometimes when we went out with the family, I'd be in the wheelchair, and I'd be doing the same thing of just really observing everything around me, like people and animals and textures and colours and all that kind of stuff. And really, I think just having had all of that time, that's really what's informed my work. You know, it's kind of, I'm obsessed with the details, you know, like I love doing portraits because I can really, yeah, I just love studying people's faces. I'm always looking, you know, and thinking, oh yeah, the, the line of their lip is really beautiful. I want to be able to capture that. Or, you know, I love the colour color combination, of those flowers. I want to see if I can put that into my work. And so it's all kind of fed by a feeling really. And I kind of, want to get that sort of feeling across to people of you know the smaller beauties that there are I guess you know that kind of thing.
0: Yeah I love that and I love the idea of I think I've been really inspired by you because even though I suppose someone living with a disability, societally, there are so many sort of constrictions on what people think you can and can't do. And I feel almost just by existing and following your pursuit of creativity, like you challenge that in terms of Mm. like, it's like, even though physically, maybe there are like limitations, like your mind is so expansive and so big. And through your work, people are able to like really explore that.
1: Yeah, I think exploring like, creativity was always just something that came really naturally to me like I said it was kind of always something I did because I couldn't do anything else and I kind of was yeah just always encouraged to be creative all the time whether it was at school or at home I really didn't second guess about you know continuing to do it at college and continuing to do it at university and then it came to sort of like leaving university and you know very much I knew you know like because I did my degree in illustration I was going to be an illustrator like I'm a really committed person like once I've said I'm going to do something I'm going to do it and then of course you come across like all the usual barriers of being a creative and it's like it's not what you call like I in quotations you know proper job yeah and it doesn't give you a reliable income you know you can't do it all this kind of stuff that's all I think you know anyone who works I'm not even necessarily a creative business, but, you know, like, you know, a freelance kind of situation. Everyone knows that feeling. And very much, you know, like people around me were always saying, God, you should really get like a proper job and all this kind of stuff because it will have that more reliable income. And then it was kind of like emphasised even more because I live with a disability. A lot of people, you know, sort of family members, you know, were saying, you know, to get a proper job because it provided job security for me in the in the sense of me being somebody who would struggle to I guess physically look after myself and stuff like that That like if I had a nine nine to five type job you know that I would be able to at least have a regular income and not have to worry about you know sort of self-sustaining that which obviously I find I do find difficult you know as someone who lives with a disability yeah but it was always that thing of pursue this you know get a proper job You'll have that security. But then on the other hand, it's like I can't do a proper job. There's no way I could physically do a nine to five. Mm. I just can't. I don't have the energy levels. Society sort of sets it up that it makes it really difficult to keep a nine to five if you have a disability. Like workplaces are although, you know, technically they're set up to have people work there with disabilities, they're really, you know, there's a lot to be learned about how they can actually provide people with a workplace that's like safe and a sustainable way of them earning money yeah so really it's like doing the creative thing as well being freelance it's like I had full control of the situation it's it's for me to decide what a proper job is it's for me to decide when my hours are it's for me to decide what it is I do and when I do it
0: I love that because it sounds like it sounds like you were being told that you should get a proper job because you are someone with a disability and you need that security and it's so interesting because I think growing up I had a similar sense but not in terms of having a disability in terms of being a woman of colour like my family and you know even my teachers were at school were like you know oh like arts don't go into fashion like people of like they would just say like black people don't make it in fashion like you don't have like very wealthy parents like how are you going to support yourself it seems kind of like ludicrous that you would even try yeah and it's really interesting how it's like what you said about like where those identities intersect because there's that whole thing about creativity it's not secure and like it's unreliable and only a few people quote unquote make it yeah yeah What makes you think you can do it when you also have this like secondary disadvantage? Yeah, it's really like fascinating when you explore it in that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's just sort of underpinned by a lot of things, you know. And and, yeah, I guess if you're not from that sort of position, you know, it's it's difficult to understand and it's difficult to see it. You know, when I do explain to people even things like, you know, like I was told all the time, get a nine to five job. It's got the security. Well, you know, just to inform people, the majority of the time that when I would apply for a job, you know, I'd put my application in and I thought, by you know, I had to be a good and responsible person and, and disclose that I had a disability. And, you know, you sit there thinking, well, if I tick that box, then, you know, I'm definitely going to be viewed because of the Equality Act and all this kind of stuff. And then my application gets put in the bin. I know that for a fact, because I had to actually go and get help with trying to get a nine to five job. Because I applied for hundreds of jobs, and I was getting nothing and i'm a i'm not if i'm honest i'm an overly qualified person for a lot of the jobs that i'm applying for, so it was really frustrating that like within no time at all, I would hear, you know, a rejection letter or hear nothing at all. Um, you know, so I went to this guy and, you know, I was discussing it with him, you know, what types of jobs, you know, that I was looking to do and all this kind of stuff. And he was really very matter of fact with me, which I absolutely love, as you know. Um, <laughs> and he just said, you know, he's like, don't put it on your form. He's like, because as soon as you put it on your form, he's like, and they shouldn't. He goes, they will just put your application in the bin.
0: You mean the disability? Yeah.
1: disclosure yes, that you have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. I remember when you told me that for the first time and I literally couldn't believe that. Mm. It's just something that is not talked about, like how disability excludes so many people like from normal workplaces. And it's kind of interesting because you having had this experience, it's led you on to something different. It's led you on to being where you are now. One of the things that you touched on was, you know, the reason why you wanted to pursue your creativity, either being a freelancer or a small business owner is so that you get to decide where Your working hours are, who you're working with, how you're working with. Do you just want to talk about the process of how you shifted your mindset from okay, I need a nine to five, and I almost need to fit in because, like, building a business, it requires you to like stand out. It's Mm. such a different like way of thinking. But so, do you just want to share like how you sort of made that shift?
1: Yeah. So it was yeah, hundred percent. It's very much mindset. You know, if your mindset's not there, it's not going to happen. When I left. Uni after having like got my sort of degree, um, like I said, you know, once I've decided that's what I'm going to do, I'll, you know, it's like I'm going to be an illustrator. You know, I came out of uni like full throttle, like I'm going to do this, um, <laughs> done, <laughs> done, yeah, and uh, yeah, I put everything into it. You know, I made sure that I knew, you know, what I was talking about by learning about it, and you know, I spent a lot of time doing, you know, my research and stuff like that, and just being involved with things, really, you know, creating that mindset of I'm going to do this instead of a nine to five. It was really a sort of I was just getting so fed up with people telling me to do, you know, a nine to five when a nine to five was never going to provide me with what I wanted. And fundamentally, what I want out of, you know, my job, my life is to be like content and to have good health. That's literally the only things I care about. And I was like, a nine to five job or the jobs, you know, that I have done like previously haven't provided me with that. I can provide me with that, you know, so it's Mm. like.
0: Hold on, pause, because I love that. There's no way you're going to get away with that is such a beautiful thought. And not only I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want to stop because I hear this all the time. People talking about, oh, but I need a job. I need this. That thought I can provide me. Mm. with what I need I can do it like it can come from inside me that's powerful
1: yeah no yeah, yeah I mean like that 100% like It took a long time to get to that point of knowing that that's what I could provide. You know, it definitely wasn't like I I walked out and being like, I can provide this. I was like, I need a job. I need a part time (laughs) job. I need something else. It was pure, you know, like obviously I had the panic that everyone else has. And there was a lot of times, you know, I was doubting myself thinking, you know, can I actually do this? I've gone to... You know, a lot of sort of like counselling and all that kind of stuff like that in the past. And a lot of what it tells you, you know, is really that like everything that you want comes from you. You're in control. You're the one who sets whether you have a good day. You know, someone might try and like tip it over, but you pull it back and, you know, you claim it sort of thing. And that was really like where I began to sort of think was like, yeah, okay, so if I want this, what do I do to create this? And even if that's like, oh, I go and get help, you know, like I joined your Stuck to Unstoppable because I was like, I'm needing a little extra push. You know, it's not a case of like you go out there and like, I'm amazing and just, you know, step out and be like 100% believing it. You know, if it actually means that like, okay, I need to step back and actually get a little bit of help with this, then that's what you go and do. And I think knowing that I can see that and I can say, oh, yeah, no, I need a little bit of help with this because obviously my ultimate goal is trying to sort of create a life which, you know, I'm content and sort of healthy and happy. You know, I take the I take the reins and I say, okay, well, I'm going to go and get myself some help for whatever it is.
0: Totally. I love that. And so, as you mentioned, we started working together when you joined Start to Unstoppable. It was like at the end of last summer. Can I ask, what was your mindset like before you joined? What was challenges you were facing that made you think okay there's this lady on Instagram I'm gonna start working with her like let's just do this let's just get this done because I don't think you was even following me at the time when you signed (laughs) up you just kind of was like I need you let's go yeah
1: Yeah, I think um well as you well know I'm quite a spontaneous person shall we say um impulsive maybe (laughs) um yeah I really just have And 100%, this is what you cover a lot in Stuck to Unstoppable. But like, I always really have strong gut feelings about stuff. And I think it's like I watched one of your, I think it was a live that you'd saved or something. And it was you like sat in the park, like talking about, I think it was like, it was your own personal experience, I think is what you were talking about. I don't know. Something about it just made me think, like, um, this person is like somebody I can connect to was like my first sort of instinct about it. And then I'm sure at the end, he did a little like call to action of being like, you can get like a free 30 minute sort of conversation or something with me just to even discuss it. In terms of my business, I have always found it quite difficult to commit to, you know, doing stuff specifically for the business. But you know, I sort of thought like, oh, well, you know, it's a free 30 minute conversation I'll you know I'll go and have it and I genuinely don't think I stopped smiling from, like ear to ear for that entire conversation I had with you <laughs> at the end of it I was grinning like an absolute idiot yes yeah, so my mindset like prior to joining was obviously like the pandemic had hit work had slowed up hugely and I just really sort of I don't know maybe got to the point of What's the point of everything? It was kind of my mindset there. I was thinking, you know, like I could create illustrations, but what's the point? You know, I could create prints. What's the point? You know, I was having an existential crisis, basically. And I was just yeah. thinking, I don't know. I don't know what my point is. Like, what is, what is it that I'm doing? i would never, ever got to that point with my business because, like I said, I'm a really, really driven person. And there's been so many times where I could have stopped doing what I was doing. And I never once have, you know, I've been doing it for like seven years now, which I totted up the other day. I can't believe that. Wow. Yeah, it was like, I've never got to that point where I was like, I'm going to pack it all in. And I thought, and I was very nearly on that edge of like, do I just pack it in? And just even having that conversation with you, I could hear how much I wanted it, you know, and I think it was that again, it's that external voice of just talking to somebody else about it and thinking, well, no, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you if I didn't want it to happen, you know, and I think that was like quite affirming just even doing that. Like, you know, I've sat here on this, on this call with you talking about, you know, my business and what I want from it. And I wouldn't do that if I didn't care. I would have just thrown the towel in and been like, bye. (laughs) So yeah, that was really kind of where I was at when, when I joined. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting because in that call, we really talk about, I like to say, like, I ask you questions that nobody else asks you in your life, especially if you're creative and you feel like you're not doing as well as you could be. Often you're surrounded by people who are like, oh, just pack it, like, get the full time. It's time to put the hobby away. (laughs) And so in that call, we really get into, like, what do you want? Like, what is your vision? Where do you want to go? And it's almost just like hearing yourself say, hearing yourself admit that you want something big for yourself and feeling Mm. safe to say that you want this big dream we don't even have to do anything like that in itself Mm. is such a like a huge like it's like an oh shit moment of like there's still this dream and this desire inside me and maybe I think I have what it takes to get there Mm. so what would you say was your biggest, the thing that you took away, your biggest takeaway from Suck to Unstoppable? Because you've been in Suck to Unstoppable for two rounds, which is so fun. i back for round,
1: round
0: three. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Every round she'll be there. So what would you say is like your biggest takeaway that you've learned?
1: Honestly, I think, I'm sure you sent us like one of your podcasts or something before we'd even really started the sessions. And the biggest thing that I took away from one of them was like the more time you sort of like spent focusing on your in quotation marks like uh failures Mm. the longer it takes for you to reach your goal and I was like duh (laughs) like (laughs) I was just like oh of course like if you sit there going oh you know I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that or I haven't had this happen or this happen you're gonna spend all this energy and all this time sitting there and focusing on that you know, like you say all the time, Instructor to unstoppable. if that's where your focus is at, what do you think your motivation is? Like, if you're that's, mm. if that's your place of motivation that you're working from, what does that actually mean your outcome is? Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, I, I failed at, I don't know, working for this client. And then that sort of just makes you sit there and think, you know, of the opportunity that you could have had as opposed to you could be sitting there looking and getting that other opportunity. And that was probably one of the biggest things is like, you know, during the course, you know, I was obviously doing things like print sales or going after clients or whatever. And perhaps, you know, at times, you know, I had a few, a few failures and so we don't call them that they're lessons. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I had a few of those and really instead of sitting there going and being upset and sort of saying oh you know I must have failed I did something wrong I'm not doing what I should have been doing I thought okay so that didn't work what will you know and I would go after things and then gain like massive successes out of that you know just through looking at a different route you know it wasn't the route that I thought I wanted to take and it wasn't the route that I was planning on but it ended up probably being more successful than the first one that I thought about. I love that. Lessons, lessons are always to be learned.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like that's one of the biggest skills that we can create. Like when it comes to manifestation, I definitely started in this way thinking that, okay, I'm just gonna say some affirmations and the the car is gonna be in the driveway when I wake up in the morning, the money's gonna be there in my account and all of this stuff. But what I'm learning continuously is that it's actually that your brain expands to create these things that you're wanting. And I love that you just, that sentence that you said, like, if this didn't work, what will? And it's as you ask yourself, okay, what should I do next? What else can I do? What else can I do? It's like your brain gets to work. And that's how it like sends out the energy of I really want this and I'm gonna stop at nothing to create the kind of life and opportunities that I want
1: yeah definitely like I love that I love that that's like how I think about things now because nothing feels quite so big nothing feels like overwhelming I mean and nothing feels sort of out of reach in that sense it's like It is definitely like difficult to pick yourself back up. And we all have those times where it's like, I think, you know, yeah, sit there and dwell on it a little bit. It's not a bad thing to do that. I think like I had maybe like a print sale that hadn't gone so well. And I remember messaging you being like, it was terrible. (laughs) And I really, really was like quite upset about it. And I spent maybe like a day being really upset about it, being really grumpy and thinking, oh, I can't be bothered And then the next day it was like, right, what am I going to do? And I think Mm. like that, accepting that you feel the way you feel is fine. Like don't ever like shove it down and push it out of the way, like feel it, Mm. park it and then go right now, what am I going to do? It's difficult, you know, like to have to constantly in a sense, pick yourself up. But again, it's just kind of something that you sit back and go, you know, I'm really proud that I do that. You know, like things don't always go how I think they will but I do always find a way of making it work. And you've got to be proud of yourself for doing that kind of thing because that's what separates you from, you know, like the people who don't do this, you know, do don't do what we do, is that, you know, I'm willing to fall down quite a few times and pick myself back up. And that's, yeah, probably the biggest thing I think that we have to do.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Do you have any manifestation stories that you want to share? Like I can think of so many, but I'm like, Kyrach, sh- you shush <laughs> <laughs> um, I love your manifestation oh, stories um, everyone has to know that like every couple of weeks I'll get a message from Ailey being like oh my god so I asked for a sign and I saw this and then this happened like they're amazing I love it so much
1: yeah so it's really funny because like prior to sort of like joining like stuck to unstoppable I hadn't really ever heard of manifestation or I had, but I had no idea what it was, all I kept thinking was, like, it's some weird kind of, like, magic. Like, what these people are talking <laughs> about, it sounds like magic, you know. And it's very difficult to sort of pinpoint, you know, what is this thing that people keep talking about, like manifestation? That's what I was talking You know, I think that's genuinely probably what hooked me into, you know, looking at doing your course, because I was just so curious as to what this thing was. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is kind of, like, when you're wanting something you make it happen you know you manifest it kind of thing and that comes from like your sort of mindset and all that kind of stuff but yeah like my manifestations are quite scary actually because they're really like quite accurate and pinpoint (laughs) aren't they I don't know yeah like one of them for example was oh gosh I can't even think of one now um oh I was looking so basically I was supposed to receive some money and it was there was like a a maybe it might happen might not and I get what I call like my little like notifications like a little like ping in my head and it goes you know like and I literally (laughs) I walked away from this meeting that I had about this money and it was you know, there's a lot of doubt being thrown around the room, and you know it was kind of like this. You know, don't don't get your hopes up; probably won't happen. Mm. And I walked out, and I was just like, "Yeah, got that little like ping," and it's like the money is coming. And I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, that sounds good. I like that." And then I'm going to keep that it, thought. <laughs> I'm going to keep that thought, yeah. And then, like maybe a month, or not a month later. We're talking about like a week later. A week later. I, again, I got like a little like ping in my head, and it was um, the money's in. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Check my account. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh my God, I love that. In Like, it's just like, it was just so crazy. Like, uh, honestly, I think it's just so about being like tuned into things. Like, when you get a good feeling there's a reason you're getting that good feeling, like check up on it, listen to it, that kind of thing. I've also had things like like my flat recently, like I've moved into a new flat. This was a fun one. So like I don't always do this, but like sometimes, and this is something definitely that like, you taught me to do, is I like, ask the universe for something. So like to see a sign. So I don't know if you're like walking down the street and you're thinking, oh, I want tomorrow's meeting to be good. Let me see a penny on the floor and then you see one. So um, it was kind of like, there was a flat that I was looking at in a certain building and I thought, like, I really want this flat. It's the place where I want to live. If the flat is for me, I want to see a robin. And a whole week Those went bird past. watching days came, <laughs> yeah, no, came in handy. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Um, but yeah, so like a week went by and I hadn't seen anything, like not even a picture of one, not one in real life, like not even, like just nothing, I hadn't seen anything. And I thought, oh, you know, this isn't obviously it's not going to happen but I just kept thinking like it is it definitely is going to happen I just have such a good feeling anyway that flat fell through but around the time it fell through I literally saw three robins in one day like one was like a photograph on someone's like Instagram account yeah. and two was like like twice going around on a walk that I went out and then I was like ah oh. And I remember, like, saying to my partner and my sister and just being like, I've seen the Robins, it's happening. And they're genuinely like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You say so. (laughs) And I am talking about, and I'm like, you know, I asked Robins, and I've seen them. And then literally, like, that whole week, I just saw, like, it must have been, like, seven, I think, all together, like, real life, mostly real life, and sometimes on, like, TV programs or whatever. Yeah. Then this second flat came up A bam i'm sitting in it <laughs> oh my
0: god and it's in the same building right it's, it's in, in the, the original building. building
1: it's in the same building yeah yeah like it That's was like nuts. The, the second flat came up in the same building and i was just like oh my god like you know i'm in it i'm in the flat now um yeah. so yeah i get yeah Kyra gets all my fun manifestation <laughs> messages
0: yeah i I love that for so many reasons, because it's like, one of the things that I teach is that you can't be attached to your circumstances, like, just because, you know, in your physical environment, you know, you may be getting a no, things aren't going as you wanted, you know, you get you get turned away from the flat that you wanted, you can't stop believing that it's going to come through another way. And sometimes when we're in the moment, it's really hard to expand your mind and to remember that in the universe there are so many possibilities that things can happen because we get so like attached onto one and happening Mm. one way but the fun thing about manifestation is that there is like a universe that is so much more intelligent than what we could even imagine
1: (laughs) oh yeah like it's just it's so much like once you sort of like tune into it i guess is kind of the word it is so much fun and i think like that's it makes life more interesting, makes life more fun. Like when you can kind of see and pick up on these things, like you might feel, you know, in general, that you're having a bad time, but once you really begin to tune into all the good things are happening, like even like really tiny, small things, like someone gave me a cookie they baked today or something, you know, something like that, like the really tiny things all really add up. And you think like overall, even if you've had a bad day, majority of that day was good stuff it took one thing that maybe like tipped you over and I think like I remember doing yeah like stuck to unstoppable I was walking around like I saw cloud nine I was like the world is awesome and you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and like everyone's like it's (laughs) terrible and they're like it's great um I love my life (laughs) I love my life yeah it's just so good though like when you tune into it and you just see you see all the little like good things that are happening. Um, And everything, like, we've talked about, like, you and I've talked about in our, like, you know, one-to-one sessions or the stuff-to-destopable sessions has happened, you know? Mm. Like, it has all happened, like, maybe in different ways and maybe some things are still to happen, but, like, stuff has has happened. So it's, like, I always have complete faith that even if I'm getting annoyed and things are taking a bit longer than I'd like, I have faith it'll happen.
0: Totally. And it's kind of, like, even full circle because when we met and you joined Stuck to Unstoppable you were like what's the point of everything and now a couple of months later we're sitting here you are fully part of the small business community as an illustrator do you want to talk about what your life is like now like being someone who lives off their art and is contributing like to this community
1: yeah like definitely when I first joined Instagram I never understood when people were sort of putting out messages being like, Oh, you know, I've got such a you know, good community here. Um, I've made so many friends and this, that and the next thing, and I really didn't understand like how this was happening. I was sitting there going, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm sat here on my todd. How are these people doing this? Like I don't I don't yeah. understand what they're talking about when they say they've got a community. And it all sort of kicked off. I guess, yeah, when I started doing Stuck to Unstoppable, I obviously met like loads of amazing people like on that course like they're all like I still we're all still sort of chatting and you know seeing where they've they've built up from it is so amazing because you sit there going there's other people doing it too they're feeling the exact same way that I'm feeling they're having success they're having failures you know they're having good days bad days genuinely like I've met so many like really like truly amazing people that are so supportive of me and I think it's just the sort of community aspect comes from reaching out to people. I think sometimes it's very like, I've definitely been someone in the past to be like, oh, if I messaged them, they probably wouldn't even message me back or, or they wouldn't, they wouldn't care or whatever. But it's like, when you truly love what someone does, like tell them that you love what they do it just sort of like that's what I started to do because I was like oh you know I'd love this person's work and you know I just messaged them telling them that or you know I bought something off them just you know to put it out there if you follow me and you're a small business high chances I'm going to buy from you yeah. very <laughs> impulsive buyer <laughs> Ailey has like a they don't follow me of because business. I don't have all the <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it
0: <laughs> literally like every other it's like every other week you're treating yourself like at first it was like oh yeah you know you just like w- treated yourself to one thing and then because you always share them on your story like you're like small yeah. business haul and I'm like oh my gosh Ailey you've got a shopping addiction
1: but <laughs> yeah, it's like it's insane because I've gone from like and I think that's that is 100% down to like um stuck to unstoppable so that's your fault Kyra but no, what, what I mean is like my my money mindset changed. We talk about that a lot in structural mm. stuff. And like I was definitely what I would describe myself as like a money hoarder, as in I wouldn't ever spend money on myself. I wouldn't ever spend money on my business. I would always uh, just keep it all. And I really began to think, you know, like, well, how is this? You know, what is my money mindset around this? You know, and that all kind of came round well basically it came down to you know like the thing of like having the nine to five you've got that secure money flow so I was like if I hold on to this money even if I don't earn money I've got this money mm-hmm. and one of the things that you learn about it like stuck to stumble was like that like money is abundant there's you know like you think about how many like numbers are endless money is endless like it's that kind of like mm-hmm. it's there for you to tap into it's always it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be there for you to access. You will, you, if you want it, you know, like it's there for the taking type thing. Um, and really, that's what changed my mindset of like, you know, going on these courses that were like for my, my myself and my business. And yeah, like stupidly, like yeah, spending stuff on like uh, small business purchases because, like, for me, I really feel like I want to. If I if it if this is the way that I'm living my life and spending my money. I will attract that back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I want to live my life the way that I want the people who interact with me to live their life. You know, like never fear, don't fear money. Just always know that, you know, like it'll come like, and I think like that's definitely been a thing for me is why not spend the money on the things that I enjoy. <laughs> Maybe do you have a slide shopping addiction, but it's like, mm. if, if I'm spending things on things that bring me joy and, you know, there are things I'm really passionate about too. Like I absolutely love small businesses. I love the passion they have. And I just feel like by buying from that person, you know, I'm tapping into their good energy. They're tapping into mine. You create these, you know, like um, relationships with these people. And this community just like, it just gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like I guess you could sit there going, oh, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of money, but it's the value of that money, like in terms of I guess uh, I don't know how to describe, but like the emotional value it has, mm. then, like what I'm getting from it emotionally is more than what its like monetary value is. Does that make sense? One hundred percent.
0: And it's so interesting because I was thinking about something the other day because money mindset is always like something that's so interesting to me like I'm always like there's more layers there's more layers there's more layers to explore and even for me I think I was challenged with this I was like I was reading something that said the purpose of money is to exchange for something that's of more value to you than the money like so the money doesn't have value in itself the value comes from what you get with it from what you buy with it And, you know, this mindset work is all about creating that emotional wealth, that emotional abundance for yourself. You start to kind of realize that like 100 pounds is just 100 pounds, but the connection that you can build with someone, the time that you save by like investing in something, all of those things are so much more valuable than the money itself
1: yeah definitely like I totally agree with that I think it's I mean before like like I said I just didn't I didn't spend it on anything I didn't spend it on you know my business or myself or you know buying things that I liked I didn't I literally did not spend it because I was I was just living in fear of not having it yeah you know and I think like now that my mindset's changed of like I don't live in fear you know of not having money I know I will always be able to make money you know like you said the emotional sort of like wealth you get from that is so much bigger than what the actual value of the money is and i think like some people may be listening to us being like this doesn't make any sense emotional wealth what are you talking about i've got rent to pay a hundred percent you do like you do sit there and you think like you know you do have your bills to pay and whatever and i think but yeah that was a big thing for me like uh, my mindset changed hugely about paying bills i used to resent paying bills you know like paying for my car or, you know, like any sort of rent and just all the sort of stuff like that. I used to really, really resent it because I was like, that's money going out of my account, which I now don't have. Whereas now my mindset is, you know, I'm so glad I have the money to be able to pay for the rent, to live in the flat that I love, yeah. to, you know, drive my car, which takes me to where I need to be. And all this kind of stuff like I think i was just saying to you I got like a hundred pound car parking fine or something like that yeah and I was like it's fine because I'm really happy that you know I've got a car that can take me to where I need to be I'm really happy about it. it's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> grinning through the yeah, pain <laughs> yeah,
1: I think like it's that, it's that mindset of being like it's annoying but you know like I am ultimately the bigger picture I think because you know what you're looking at really.
0: I love this. And there's so many takeaways here of like gems of mindset nuggets that you're sharing. I'm wondering before we wrap up our episode, is there anything that you're wanting, anything else that you're wanting to share maybe about your creativity, about your small business journey, I suppose?
1: I think it's just if you're, I don't know, I think if you're passionate about something that you're doing, having... Your sort of like ups and downs is fine. Like, you know, having your doubts is fine. Having those days you're like, I'm going to pack it all in is fine. And I think getting comfortable with that feeling is like a really big part of it. You know, thinking, I think often, you know, you think those thoughts and you think, oh, that's a sign to pack it in. Yeah. You know, it's a sign the to The down stop. days you mean. Yeah. Like it's a sign to sort of like go, this is too much. Let's stop what we're doing and just, you know, do what we know. And I think, you know, there's a reason you've chosen to do what you're doing. And it comes obviously from like a pace of like love for it. It comes from a pace of needing and wanting to do it. And it might take, you know, six months to make the dream happen. It might take six years to make the dream happen, but it's like, it will happen. And I think it was just like, it's such, it's just such an amazing journey. I think like when I think about all the things I've achieved I almost can't believe what I've achieved, you know, and I just always think the only person that made it happen was me, you know, Yes, <laughs> it wasn't down to anyone <laughs> else. Like, yes. And I don't, I don't really care for proving people wrong because I don't do things to prove people wrong, but it is just always like, I think what I like more is that like, I'll get messages from people and they'll say like, you know, like it's amazing to watch you do this I want to do this and I think like that's way cooler to me that like people will sit there and go like oh you know she's done it and she's done it in you know different ways like I think it's very easy to sort of sit and think you know Ailey's been like a freelance illustrator for years on end but you know like I have had part-time jobs and I still do have part-time jobs but that doesn't mean you know that I'm not any less successful, you know, and yes. everything that I've done you know is hundred percent down to me, and I've made the the decisions that I've made because that's what I needed to do and I think like that's why I love the lecturing part so much as well is because it's like I guess it's not dissimilar to what like you do, it's that coaching aspect of like you're showing people what they can achieve um wow. and you know you're giving them the tools and stuff like that, and that's really an aspect that I absolutely love to it like like I said, I don't really care for proving people wrong who doubted me because that they're not really on my radar. But it's like, if I can, if I can sit there and do what I'm doing, and somebody looks at that and thinks like, oh, I'd love to do that, or just, you know, that they see the joy that I, you know, that I get doing my work or whatever, then, you know, it's job done, really, I think.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that touches me so much. It's like, from feeling like you didn't fit into a particular place because of things that were outside of your control to becoming someone who, just by you going after your dreams and your desire, you're inspiring other people to go after your dreams and your desire. And that is such a huge motivation for anyone who's listening and feeling like, it's challenging, it's too hard, can I really do this? I love the idea or holding that thought that there are people who need to see you succeed so they can believe in themselves. Like there are people who are watching you, wanting you to go after your biggest dreams so they can go after theirs. I know that was for me, I know it was for you and for all of your students and all the people that get to follow you on Instagram. So, I have one last question for you. (laughs) I feel like you're not going to like me. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) So (laughs) let's say that tomorrow the slate was wiped clean and you had to start again to build you know what you've been able to build or maybe something new you're only allowed to take three things with you to help build
1: this new thing what would you take with you and why gosh that's a, that's such a kyra question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly you make me think too much <laughs> what would i take with me i think i think it definitely has to be a mindset thing like one of them definitely has to be like a type of mindset I think the mindset of that like what I do brings me joy and others joy. I think that's a huge thing. That's really sort of I guess my biggest motivator. I think also just can I bring colour? Is that a thing? Yes. You can. <laughs> Lots of colour. Um, and
0: Do you mean as in like paints or like just colour as in a con like a concept?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess a bit of both. Like I know, like when we've done tasks before, we've done like meditation things, yeah. and you know, it's kind of like what is in your room of uh, what What's that room called again? Like, like the
0: personal sanctuary,
1: the personal sanctuary room. So it's like in there is all the things you know that you love and or that you want to have, you know, types of things. And like whenever I did those, I was just saying to Kyra, so like, she's like, "So what's in your room?" Ailey? And I was like, "It's just color. It's just color everywhere." <laughs> And that's all I just think of is like, I guess it's kind of like an energy thing. Maybe it's an energy thing. I don't know. Mm. I think colour in life and colour in paints. Okay. Those are my two objects. There we go. Three. Okay. Give me one more. <laughs> <laughs> I get away with that one. No. Okay. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. <laughs> one more. Um, Diet Coke, because it fuels me.
0: <laughs> that's Perfect. really bad.
1: That's really bad. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. That's so bad. So
0: we've got a mindset, colour in life, colour as a concept, and Diet Coke three things that Ailey would take to rebuild <laughs> after a storm. Uh, Ailey, thank you so much for chatting. You've shared so many wonderful things. How can people get in touch to see your work and to check you
1: out and to know more about you? Oh, well, I just want to say like a massive thanks. Like I've absolutely loved doing this. Um, any chat with you is oh, a great um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you want to follow along so I do, my Instagram is at Ailey Clark Illustration. And Ailey is spelt A-I-L-I-E, and Clark is without any. And I've got a website as well, which is um, aileyclarkillustration.co.uk. And really, those are the two sort of sites for you to, you know, come and have a look at the work that I do. You can also sort of like have a look at the type of work that I like to work with, you know, clients and stuff like that on. So if you ever want to hire me, that's where you'll find all my details.
0: Yes. Please make sure you go check out Ailey. If you've loved this episode, drop her DM because I know that she'll love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you next time.